Welcome back. Episode number 11 of Three Pup Par. Again, a little bit like last week's episode, we're going to do a deep dive this week. Last week, we had the US team with DB from the Tour Junkies. This week, it's the opposition. It's the Team Europe. Uh, and we've got Australia's favourite European. Probably a half, half the Italians in Melbourne probably would claim to be that fame. But I think Stu's right up there. Stu Kerr, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm a bit hung. Uh, everyone that's probably listening to my voice thinks I'm hungover or or just tired or I'm sick. I just flew in from um from Miami this morning, so it's been it's going to be a very long day. I should be asleep. It's about three o'clock in the morning in Miami, but uh, you're you're clearly wi- much more wide awake than me. Mate, if it's three o'clock in Miami, no one's sleeping. We no. all know how wild those Miami beach nights get. I know. I did well. We went to Miami Beach one day, and it was rubbish. It was like the Gold Coast, and then the last night, a mate wanted to go down there and have a look, and I was like, oh, do we have to? It's fantastic. Nighttime's much better on my Miami Beach than, than the daytime. So that's my tip for anyone heading over there. There you go. Um, how have you been? You been good? Been great. Yep. Been really good, mate. Yep. Busy, busy. Been busy. Um, obviously, it was over at the Open again this year, which was amazing. Which is good to see. Like, obviously, touching on the European team, good to see Sepp Straka on the team because he yep. was incredible at the Open this year. He was. He was, was unlucky the way he kind of finished there, but. Nah, um, been good, mate. Yeah, yeah, away. And more and Give more um projects coming up. I know a lot of people would would know you from um Random Golf Club and other bits and pieces, and obviously yep. lots of photography photography over the last sort of few years. Anything on at the moment, or anything um that you can tell us a bit about that you're working on? Um, yeah. So obviously some of the work that I've been doing here, I'm in Adelaide, Australia at the moment. Obviously got stuck here with COVID and. I uh, couldn't really leave the country, as we all know, so I've been here since. So working on some projects here, doing some work with um, Great Golf Courses of Australia, doing some work around that, and then off to the Dunhill Links next week, uh, this yes. week, beg your pardon, so it'll be good. So I'm actually going to be in Scotland for the Ryder Cup, which right. is going to be just different gravy. It'll actually be decent time zones to watch the golf. Absolutely. So and, um... yeah, I'm... Massive event, massive event. It's a, when you think about the ones like, I mean, Pebble Beach is a prime, obviously, but nothing close to Dunhill Links. Like just the courses and the and everything going on, it's amazing. Oh, huge! I think I think that's the thing I'm most excited about. It's a tournament I've always wanted to shoot. Yeah. So to go over there and obviously, like you say, Carnoustie, Kings Barnes, the old course, it just doesn't get any better. No. And the pro am as well. Some big names playing the pro am, which will be good. As a football fans, a couple of big footballers yeah. playing in it, so it's going to be a good week. That's a bit I get sort of probably I get lost on me because I'm not a big football fan, but even like the the there's titans of industry and like big you know people with real deep pockets of full of cash that are, that are playing in that pro am. But yeah, some of them can play, some of them can't. But yeah, you just you'd be watching one day like Michael Phelps when he made that putt. It's like how does Michael Phelps playing in that event? Like it's just crazy the people that get there. It's awesome. Oh, I know it's great. It's great, mate. So, yeah, it'll be a good one. Now, good stuff. Um, now, one thing we do with all of our guests, it's, it's to get to, and I know you're a golfer, um, so we, we have seven questions that I ask you for people to get a handle on you and golf, right? They're pretty easy, so don't 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 stress too much, okay? All right. Um, and you're going to have some pretty different questions to everybody else because, you know, we've had people from the States and had Colt on. Colt, Colt Nedler was on. Um, no way. Yeah, Colt was on a little while ago. Yeah, so oh, he, he answered Colt. the questions too. Um, so favorite golf course you've ever played? Oh, I mean, sentimental reasons, the old course, uh, yeah, for that's sure. A good answer. Um, 
But besides that, oh, I'd maybe say Brora, I think. Yep. Yeah, I knew yeah. you were a big fan of Brora. Yeah. I love Brora. I think it's such a difficult question, is it? Because I'm never a fan of golf lists, right? So, yep. like, number one course in the world, number yeah. two. I'm never really a fan of those lists because yep. I think it's more than just the course you're playing, you know? Yeah. Like, some of your best days ever on a golf course aren't necessarily just because of the course that you're playing. No, and for anyone who hasn't watched it, which I'm sure that most people have, I've never had... I don't think I've any have any other video golf video that's brought me to tears of happiness than watching you and your dad and the and the random golf club video that was made like that. That literally is one of the best videos ever. So if you haven't seen it, look it up. Um, that was a, magic. It was magic. Yeah, if, if I had to pick one, I'm going to say the old course. One that yeah. gives me the most butterflies. I'm going to say the old course. Yeah. Playing it with dad and Eric. Was yeah, that was awesome. Magnificent. And the guy Rob that we had was the perfect host for the day. Yes, he was yes. brilliant. Um, it's funny. Um, last week. DB from Tool Junkies was on it and he caddied at Augusta for two years, has played Augusta, and I thought his answer would be Augusta. That was North Berwick. Oh, he just was is absolutely fascinated by it and he, he played it twice in a day and just won't stop talking about it. So yeah. you're right, everyone just has something different. There's no that's the that's why I'm so against these top one hundred course lists because I genuinely think there is no right or wrong answer. Yeah. It's no. such a subjective Absolutely. Um well, I, yeah. I I played. I mean, I don't know where it rates, but I played um, Doral when I was in Miami. Um, yep. Highly rated course, probably the only one down there that, or definitely the only one in that part of Miami that's rated highly, or in Florida. Um, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't any better than like a resort golf course up in Queensland here in Australia. Yeah, about ten times the price. But other than that, yeah, it was you know experience, but that's about it. I had the same kind of thing with Tory Pines. Yep. You know. Yep. I was like, yeah, it's good. Good views. Yeah. 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 No, I'm with you. Um, number one on the must play list where you haven't played before. Um you would have I mean, played are, a lot. You would have played a lot of good golf courses. They are ah, see that's that's a misconception, mate. <laughs> I've always got a camera in my hand, not a golf club. <laughs> um nah, we've been we've been pretty lucky, but I mean the obvious answer is Augusta, right? Yep. So don't really want to give that answer because no, that's, that's fair enough. I feel like that should be. I feel like Augusta should be just put in a its own separate. You should rephrase that question to everyone. I think like number one course you want to play, not Augusta, because I think that's <laughs> yeah. obviously everyone's course. Yep. Number one course I would love to play. Would I think I love the kind of resort linksy courses. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd love to get to Cabot. Yep. Those sorts of places. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that, obviously. Yeah. No secret how much I love Bamboogle and places like that and yep. Bandon Dunes. They really do it for me. So Yeah, I haven't been abandoned. That's on the list. Actually, I've got one that you didn't think of quite rightly, but we had um Jordan Graverstein, a mate of mine, a wine specialist was on a couple of weeks ago when they were in Napa. And he said the old course in reverse. I was like, that's a really good answer. That is a, a really great answer. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Who I feel like Eric played the old course in reverse. Did he do it? Or no, maybe that's what he wants to do. Yeah. It's like someone I can't remember who played it. The only that's... one I could think of, I think I, I remember Rory saying something about it, not that maybe a few years ago. Maybe he did or he didn't or he talked about it, but Yeah, well they do it once a year, answer. don't they? Yeah, do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Um this is probably gonna be uh, this will be a tricky one for you, I reckon. Um the Masters or the Open? Oh, the open. You can only have one. Oh, that's it. Oh, the open. Yeah, oh, okay. come on, 
Come on, man. I'm a Scotsman. No, I know, but I know you love the Masters as well. So I wasn't I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, nah, it's like the Open's so just so so special. Don't get me wrong, the Masters is like unbelievable and it's yeah. again, it's so subjective, isn't it? It's oh, yeah. If you're American, I feel like you're always gonna say the Masters. If you're British, I feel like the majority are gonna say the open. Uh, but the history that goes along with the open, I think once you've been to St Andrews and you've been around the museum and you realise the affinity the game of golf has with that, that's mm. when I think that the Open's actually the only real choice. I actually think yeah. that's the only right answer almost because the Open is golf, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like the Masters is unbelievable and it was, yeah. and as a tournament, it's the best tournament I've ever been to. But purely from a, if, you, if you're putting them both in front of me, I'm going to have to choose the Open. And when you think of it as the Open, is it to watch or to win? In what respect to so like oh, to it, win? Oh, okay, it, it, a green it, jacket it, it, and a claret yeah, jug. Yeah, claret which one was still a claret Still, still claret winner, jug. yeah. Come on, okay. okay. The best trophy in golf. Yeah, no, you drink some beers out of that for sure. And I like, I'm like a kind of um, track pants and t-shirt guy. I'm going to have no use for a green jacket in my world. <laughs> no, not you know think anyone does. I, I don't have any, <laughs> any suit jackets. <laughs> no, no, no one does. <laughs> Claret um, jug, I can drink out that every night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, That'd be such a power move. That's yeah. it. Every night at dinner, just drinking <laughs> out the claret jug. <laughs> just walk in. Uh, yeah, just fill this one up, mate. Um, You can only have one. Which one do you prefer? Striping a drive or flushing an iron? Iron. All day yeah. long. That was a very quick answer. Oh, man. Do you know what? I'll actually I'll narrow it down long iron. Like long I, iron. Yeah. Flushing... A four iron, yep. five iron, like and a long that would be my shot in golf that yeah. I crave the most. A long par three. Yeah. And the feeling of flushing a long iron and a yeah. long par three, I think, is the greatest feeling in golf. I don't disagree. I think it's it's literally when you hit it so pure you barely can feel the ball. You don't off even the feel it. It's, it's like, like a, a nerf it's like ball. Butter. It's, gone. it's like yeah. butter, isn't it? Just yep. it's like a, it's Quite literally, like you've just hit a little knob of butter that slid right up the face of your club. I haven't felt Brilliant. it too many times, but I'm with you. Yeah, from 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 a long time ago in my brain somewhere. That's the beauty of being a average to bad golfer is that you get to appreciate those shots more. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't you think if you were Rory, it gets so boring? I agree. And what are the and what are the fine margins between him having that feeling again? Yeah. Does that make <laughs> That's sense? True. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like, yeah. what are they? So we get that feeling as yeah. his that feeling, but just elevated because exactly. it's so so good. Oh, you ask Rory that question, he's like, like, what do you mean? Is either of those things special? Like, I just do yeah. it all the time. Why do I feel someone touched on that? It might have been Max Homer, and I think he said the worst thing about being a pro golfer is he misses the feeling of hitting a good golf shot. That's right. Every shot he hits is just it's really good. Now. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, when you're putting, is it pin in or pin out? Out. Yeah, out. big out guy. Always? Yeah, same. I'm the yeah. same. Even, even on a long distance putt, if I can see the hole clear enough, like I've, I prefer, yeah. it's almost like a smaller target to aim for, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, yeah, pin out guy. But then if I'm playing around and the boys want to play quick, I have no drama just leaving it in. Yeah. I'm not no. that fussy about it, do you know what I mean? No, 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 I'm with but you. But if, if I had all the time in the world, I'm taking it out. Yeah. No, I'm agree. I think I've said this every week. Um, if I'm putting inside of six feet and we're playing comp or something, flag has to come out. I just can't have the flag in. But if we're just, yeah, shits and giggles, I don't think it. Leave it in, take it out, doesn't worry me. Yep. 
Um, are you a dew sweeper or half sets and sunsets? Morning or afternoon golfer? Half sets and sunsets. Yeah. yeah half sorry. sets and sunsets for sure. Yeah, we're, big time. We're coming into that season too. Like Melbourne's um, warming up, you know, twilight round, daylight savings. Perfect. Mate, we're going to have 30 degrees here on the weekend. I think we are too. I mean, I'm going to have like 12 and rain in St. Andrews, <laughs> but Adelaide's got 30 degrees on the weekend. Um but absolutely heading in as soon as I get I get back a week after daylight saving starts. Yep. And that's yeah, it'll be at least once a week, half set, getting out yeah. and playing six holes. I've got to come home holes. and have a hit one day with you. Oh, for uh, sure. Mate. It's not for it's sure. not that far, but yeah, I, I haven't played enough golf over in Adelaide. Um I played Royal Adelaide and I think that's it. I think it's the only course I've played in, in Adelaide. That, that, that time of New Year, um, New Year's when I saw you, you um, for a beer. Oh, that's right. I saw that many years ago. Um, last question it takes a bit yeah. more thinking. This one, um, have you got a favorite golf memento or keepsake that you have? Something that you might have framed, printed, could be something in your golf bag, could be anything. Um, definitely, I think my Augusta National hat. Is yep. like the Augusta National one, you know? Not not the Masters um, one for everyone. Home. Not the one that says Masters. No, nah, the what the Augusta the one from National. the proper pro shop. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, and try to think. I have a my favorite. Yeah, now my favorite ball marker. I've got an Aberdeen Ladies Putting Club ball marker, <laughs> that's and that's. I'm too scared to use it in case I lose it because I lost a couple of Masters uh, ball markers. Oh yeah, I was kind of like I'm going to stop, but when we did the tour of Scotland, went up to Royal Aberdeen, and in the pro shop there they had it was like the Aberdeen Ladies Putting Club, and it's a great little logo. Okay, um, and that accompanied with my Royal Aberdeen, uh, bat, my wee bag. Oh yeah, yeah, I keep all your goodies in, you know. Yeah, yeah, the um, um the weekend, pouch uh, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, we got a. Royal Aberdeen one with the members' colours on it, the yeah. green, the horrible colours, green, yeah. yellow, and red. That's disgusting. It's great. <laughs> that's so bad. It's good. <laughs> I like it. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, that's. I'd say that my wee Aberdeen bag and my Aberdeen Ladies Putting Club. I like that. What's a ball marker? What's a Brora logo? Is it bird? Yeah, it's the bug. Yeah. 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 It's the. I think it's a tern. I think it's oh, one no, of the yeah. terns. One of the birds that you get them in Iceland, and I'm. I'm 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 sure someone will correct me if I've got it wrong, but I think it's one of the kind of terms the birds are loud and um they can attack. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um that's it, mate. You did really well. Very you're Thanks, very mate. succinct and quick on those questions and answers. So that was good. Um give me half an hour to reflect on this conversation or a different answer for every one of them. No, and everyone's got something <laughs> different. Like Maddie Mollica was on. His was a a a, a a hickory wood that he's had with a Royal Melbourne stamping on it. Now that sits at home. He doesn't take it in his bag, but then one of the guys from um, big dog golf, he has a pitch repairer from a French um, golf course that he played. I don't even think it has a logo on it, but it's just, it's just, you know, like it's just something that means something to them. So everyone's, everyone's got something different, which is good. I feel like when you throw that question to Matt Mollica, he would sit there for three hours and think about the coolest thing. That ten, guy is like a 10 million a, things. Tre- yeah, a treasure trove of <laughs> cool golf items. I know. I know. <laughs> um, 
just for everyone at home, last week I was traveling. We did send out an email for the Kazoo Open de France um, for picking for tips. Um, we had Jordan Smith, who was right in the mix and played pretty poorly. In the, well, he didn't play super poorly. I think he finished uh, even par on Sunday, but lost by two. So he finished second, which wasn't ideal. And then over in the Corn uh, Ferry Tour, Curtis Luck uh, pinched a second. So we had second in both both events. Um, the one, really? that, yeah, he flew home quite quite good at that tournament. So that's why he was in the picks. Um, was was pretty um pretty good to see him have a good finish. There was one other person that we had who who um who had a really really poor finish who was right there all week. Um, but no, Curtis Luck was our best result with Norman Jong um pinching the win there. So there'll be a, an email this week that will come out. We're just literally previewing the Ryder Cup. Nothing, um, nothing super in depth for picking bets and everything else. I'll try and put an email out when, when sort of the groupings come out. But being in Melbourne, it is a little bit more difficult to tell you who I think is going to win an event because most of the draws are going to be done in the middle of the night our time. Yeah, of course. Um, last week we did talk about the course. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. It's obviously at Marco Simone. Um, they have done a total rebuild. It's only been really the last three Italian Opens that are giving us any idea of how it's going to play, but like. DB said last week, and a lot of people are thinking, until we really see them turn up on Friday, um, we just don't know what, how they're going to set the course up. Everyone, I think, thinks yeah. just the, the rough will be up and everything else, but um, we just don't know. Have you ever have you seen much of the course? I don't know if you've watched the Italian Open in years Not gone by. So I've seen bits and bobs of, uh, who was it? The one? It may have been the one that Bob Mack won. Yes. Yep. Bob Mack won there, right? Yeah. Um, I think I saw a little bit of that, but um, I haven't seen too much of the Italian Open. Um, so now uh, this will be the first. This will definitely watching this year. Right, a couple will be the first time that I'm properly getting to see. Yeah, like what's going on there. It looks, it looks like it looks like a a golf course in Italy. Which my dad did tell me, being Italian, that they don't play golf in Italy. My dad wouldn't have a clue, but that was he just said, no, no, there's no golf courses in Italy. I'm like, there's I golf never saw. Everywhere. I don't think I saw one golf course in Italy. The whole time oh, no, I, was there. I know there's one in Sicily because I remember them playing an event there. Oh, that might have even been. I don't think it was Italian. It might have been Sicilian Open or something like that on the DP World Tour. But obviously, they've played here a few times. Um, so, yeah, I, I um, it looks exactly what you would think a golf course in Italy would look like with, you know, <laughs> an abandoned house here. And, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's a very Italian golf course. So, um, yeah, it'd be very interesting. Look, historically, it's probably suited people that are going to hit it straight. Um, keep it in the fairway. Don't need to be super long. And I think it was Adrian Moronk that talked about really making sure they're in the right spots in the fairway to, to attack the greens. And you really need to make sure you're hitting greens. If you're going long or you're missing, you, you, you're really going to get eaten up. So was I mean, he trying? Was lead. he trying to impress Luke Donald when he gave that interview? Well, he didn't work. He didn't work. <laughs> I, mean, I I still don't you know how he didn't get in. I know. You have well, to feel for the guy. Well, he he won here as well, uh-huh. and I think he finished second or third another year. So, um, yeah, I think I think. Um, We'll go through the first player. So I think the guy that probably pinched his spot by winning uh, was Ludwig Aberg. I think he's he's the guy who's just been red hot the last sort of month, and winning that European Masters probably pinched that last spot from him. I think you're probably right. Such an I think this is such an exciting time for the European team because obviously the teams are, you're kind of seeing a change in the guard. This is the yeah. first time I think yeah. for a long time we've seen a real change in the guard. So. It's going to be interesting how it goes um, with okay. Adberg. Uh, but I think back to when Thomas Peters got a spot in Hazeltine and he was one of, he was a huge bright spark in that team and he was young and Rory kind of took him under his wing and the two of them together played electric golf. So 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes this year. Obviously, he played really well at the BMW, didn't he? The he, did. Week, so he did. Everyone did. So um, it's good. Like I say, I think Moronk is, he can feel hard done by to miss out. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting, man. There's there's some exciting youngsters coming up through Europe. And I think a lot of the US guys and the US fans, they don't know about these guys. No, so this is, right. their, this is their chance to really show the world what they can do, you know? I think it's a, I think um, Europe's best chance is the old adage of a team, a champion team will beat a team of champions. Like the the the, the European team has got a lot of young kids. I, don't, I think I don't remember how many is it four debutants or something like that. That they yeah, are a few. So we got Bob Mack, Hoiberg, yep, Adberg, Adberg. and um, who's the other debutant? Um, Hovland. No. Um, nah, Hovland played Hovland played at Whistling Straits, didn't he? Oh, we said Bobby Mack, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, no, maybe it's just... Oh, Straka. Oh, Sepp Straka. Yeah. Sepp Straka. But that's what I mean, like, how exciting these guys are all... Yeah. Like, great golfers, you know, in their own right, they're, so... They're there because they've had a great year. I mean, Aberg's the one that's probably slightly different because he turned pro six months ago, but he's been an absolute firecracker shooting star since, so... He's not um, even played a major a major tournament yet, no, has he? No, no. <laughs> he's first, and then he's straight into a Ryder Cup. I mean, that's yep. bananas. No, he's um he's six months into his professional career he's in the Ryder Cup, um, but he did win his he won his sixth start on the DP World Tour, and not a small event. So, and like you said, he played really well at the BMW Masters uh, PGA. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think he he was the right person to take, but yeah, Morong probably a bit unlucky. Yeah, but these are the young guys. You just need to almost just let them go. Yeah, you know, it's a bit of a gamble to take, but it's one that definitely can pay off, especially you get the talent. Especially when you can say to them, "You've like no fear, just go and do it." No one's expecting you to go out and wipe the floor with the Americans. So go and have a crack. I think you're saying about the team of champions, Mike. I think that's been Europe for the past Mm. what fifteen years or so, where on paper. Realistically, the US should be winning these, but Europe just time and time again just seem to kind of, like I said, on paper, you're taking the US team nine yeah. times out of ten. Yep. But the European team, they just get it done, don't they? But a team spirit. All these but, guys are as good as each other, really. It's just they play each other week in, week out. And we yeah. play, it's not, it's not like a got, you know, obviously, if you've got head to head and you don't know who you're playing, anyone can win any day. Anyone can beat anybody. I don't know, like sure. Sheffler's world number one. He goes against Aberg. Any given day, Aberg can absolutely beat him. Now, if it's ten, played ten times, Sheffler might win seven. But there's three there that he can't, and you just don't know what when what's going to happen that day. So that's that's golf. That that's that's this event. That's why it's amazing. Exactly. Um, second bloke, we're having a quick chat about Matty Fitzpatrick. Now, Matty Fitz, when I was looking at his numbers, Ryder Cup record. Zero five and zero, hasn't won a thing. He's he's never won a match. Um, I find that incredible. To yeah. be fair, like what's he done since though? Won a US Correct. Open. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like he's a different. Yeah, golfer. that's he is a different golfer, isn't he? You actually find that he's there or thereabouts. Maybe it's since he's US Open, you see a lot more of Fitzy, but yeah, he seems to be there or thereabouts most yeah. weeks now. Yeah, so, that's it. He's turned into that player. He certainly. When he won, when he won his major, he was hitting the ball out of sight, 
um, he got a lot of speed um, work. With yeah, so I'm driver. doing speed training. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> no, I saw him doing speed training. The videos oh. of him, it's terrifying. It, Shirtless it, it, Fitzy just smashing balls into your net. And have you not thing, seen that? Yeah, but the thing is, he went <laughs> off the charts. But I think he must have realised I've lost too much accuracy because if you look at his stats on Data Golf, he's he's driving distances coming back down to normal, but his accuracy is going up, which normally happens. Yeah. Um, I'll be interesting to see whether that suits him or whether he wants to go back to sort of trying to hit it a bit further because he was clearly getting amazing results when he was hitting a long, long way. Yeah. And then he, not only the US Open, but he'd be, uh, was it Spieth in the playoff? Where was that? Uh, who was it he played? Who did he play in the playoff? Oh, I and he remember. knocked that. And he knocked that. It was talking about, talking about clutch golf and stepping up when you have to step up. Yeah, it he was. played the 18th uh, hole twice and, um, he absolutely stiffed. I think it was, it was a Zalatoris. Yeah, Zalatoris. Oh, was it yeah. Zalatoris? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's and right. Scheffler was just behind that. And I only remember that because I bet Matty fits that way. No um, way. And I didn't think he could win. And then when he put it in the bunker, which is the only part that he couldn't put it, I had an absolute coronary. Um, oh, no, yeah. that was the, the US Open I'm talking about. He won another, he won another tournament. Oh, um, gotcha, gotcha. The, was it Greenbriars? Uh, Heritage. Heritage. This year. Heritage, I and went to a playoff and he was superb, man. Yeah, superb. Nah, he, so he let's say it'll be interesting. I mean, if he's way. not, well, I'll, I'll make a statement that he'll get a point in this one. <laughs> well, he's, he's gonna play enough time, so he, if he doesn't, well, you're in real trouble. He'll get a point, I'd say, surely. <laughs> um, this bloke, Tommy Fleetwood. Now, Tommy's god, he just is playing exceptional world class golf. World ranking number 14. So he's actually, Fitzy's number eight. So I would have thought, I actually would have picked him to be the opposite way around. But I think it's just because that's, Tommy's always there, but he just wins. doesn't close. Yeah, just that's what wins. wins. Yep. Yeah, that's what wins do for you. Bump you up the yeah. rankings. Yeah. Um, how can you not love Tommy? No, everyone loves but this Tommy. Is another, this is another event, I think. I mean, everyone steps up right, but the Ryder Cup, this is something that Tommy, think back to France, him and Molinari were yeah. unbeatable. I think they took five they, points they were, for the Yeah, week. I think they were. Oh um, yeah. Well, he took he took five points, and uh, as a team, they were undefeated, I believe. Yeah, four from four. Um, four from four. So I guess that goes down to the the pairings. I guess who's Tommy yep. going to get paired with? You know, is it yeah. the right type of player that he can blend, that he can gel with? Some of it's going to come down to something like that. But yeah, honestly, I'm so excited about this European team. There's, there's, I'm so excited about it. Seeing some solid fresh upside. faces. Yeah, there's Fresh upside. Faces, and now we have some new um, guys that have got a bit of experience. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, Tommy's going to be almost one of the older statesmen. The guys are going to bring those younger guys along. I mean, he's only his overall record's 4-2-2, two, and two, so it's still winning record, one of the very few to have one. Um, but, yeah, I think he's playing great golf. I think he's in for a big week. That's it. Be, you're being excited. I was going to say, you've got a smile on your face. Oh, now I'm I'm low key feeling good about this one. Yeah, no, that it should be. You, you, you know, it's in Europe for starters. Is normally home court advantage. You, gives you a, gives as well. you a kick. Yeah. Um. Now, people that listen to the podcast every week know this bloke is on my shit list, but he's playing this week. Tyrrell okay. Hatton. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton is um his rec- overall record is two four and one. Uh, world number eleven. Tyrrell is a bloke that is a mental midget. He's literally just got to get his. He needs someone to sit him down and explain 
just to learn to control his emotions. Thoughts? He's such a he's such a funny guy to watch, Tara, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's he's hilarious. I love it. He's, I love him in that way. I, I know. I can't work out if Tyrrell's the best golfer ever or the worst golfer ever. Because <laughs> the only highlights you ever see is him when he's swearing at his ball. Yeah. But um, he's obviously doing something right. Again, he had a good open, Tyrrell. Yeah. From memory. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how Tyrrell goes. Yeah, well, he's, at, he's, he's not, at the Scottish. T6 at the Scottish and then T20 at the open. Yeah, um, so he's top 20 at the open. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The funniest the funniest Tyrrell video around is not just him when he's screaming his ball. There's a video floating around from maybe two years ago and he's about to hit a golf ball and there's no one following him and they've cut in to show him. And as he's just about to pull the trigger, a door slams on a portaloo and he stands up and looks over, about to give them an absolute spray, and he realizes it's his fiance. Yeah, it's the, it's the best, and, the, and then he makes them turn the camera over and, and embarrass her. That's the best video he's ever made. She must be mortified. The one person that's following him. Oh no, that's the <laughs> only one out there that made all the noise. Exactly. Oh, he's a he's yeah. I don't yeah, know. it'll be interesting to see how Terrell goes. You know, um, I think you'll bring the fire. I think he's the sort of guy that I can see. Um, if he if he can bring the energy that I that you know you can see him have every week when he gets angry, and gets a few early wins as a team, he could be dangerous. I think the biggest thing with Tyrrell is like getting off to a good start, absolutely, and getting absolutely. a bit of confidence in his like how he's striking it and stuff. But That's I think going to be key. Yeah, if he has a first match where he plays poorly or puts poorly, he could be a liability. In yeah, that. I That's wonder the if bit he where gets, you got to do check. I wonder if he'll get paired up maybe with Tommy or someone. Someone that can keep that's him. Someone that's a bit more chill. Yeah, yeah, you know? I agree. And that's the uh, stuff they're going to figure out. Yeah, yeah, I could see maybe that as a pairing. Yes. Um. Now, one of the two futures you got one. You've got two Hoygaard brothers, Nikolai playing. Rasmus isn't, but obviously he probably will be playing next time around. Yeah. Um. You could actually have a second Fitz the way Alex Fitzpatrick's been playing as oh, well. He's been playing point. great golf. Unbelievable. Um, Nikolai Hoygaard, one of the other debutants, um, played a great year, really good year, no, absolutely yeah. rock solid, nothing to complain about at all. Again, I actually honestly I get really excited when I see new names on the sheet, on the yeah. team sheet coming out of the Ryder Cup, and not just in previous years they've kind of felt like stop gaps. Maybe it's like yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of been fillers. Whereas I think depending how this year goes, like what's to stop this being the team. Going forward, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Just, that's, I think that's why I'm so excited for this year and seeing some fresh faces as well as the guys that we've got at the top that are top, top, top golfers. Yeah. Oh, look, I think I really like Adrian Morant, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him not even in the mix the next time around. I'm going to say Justin Rose probably won't be around the next time Ryder Cups around. Yeah. And you're going to have three, four, five other guys that are coming through. That can easily just step in and, and make that next next run. Yeah, I actually thought I guess Rosie I thought was a was a funny pick because he wasn't an automatic qualifier, was he? He was a captain's pick. Um, I can't remember how he got in. Uh, Justin Rose, uh, I should know that. He's his Ryder Cup record's pretty good, thirteen eight and two. I think he's a sort of guy that's going to be like a, a bit like Tommy, but even more so. He's going to be yeah. the guy that's the, the solid rock. The mediator. That's what I mean when yeah. I saw that he was. I'm, I 
I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was one of the captain's picks. He was, he was. Captain and, um, yeah. yeah, so I think that's maybe you can't just obviously flood the team with young, excited golfers. No. You need an old head that's been yeah. there and seen it and done it. No, exactly. Um, so yeah. And he, he, he's he's um his season this year was reasonable. He had a lot of missed cuts, but he had a lot of top twenties. Um and he won at Pebble. But he's He's had a he's had a solid year, um, but yeah, I think that he's probably got the leg up from the live guys not being eligible. Probably Sergio would have been the one that they'd have there, maybe yeah. instead of Justin Rose as like that senior senior head. Um, Do you know what I actually think those guys going to live has done as a favour? Oh yeah, because he, Donald hasn't had to make the choice. Yeah, well, it would have been obviously Stenson. It would have been, but um, haven't hasn't had to make the choice of do we give. Westwood, Westwood, another crack at it. Do we get Porter. Porter another crack yeah. at it? Sergio. So it's made ways for these younger guys to come through yeah. and make a name for themselves. I agree. And I think um, I think Sergio's the only one that would have been remotely close to qualifying, even if, yeah. you know, from just the way he was travelling. Um, Poulter had fallen away and so had Westy. Even even if you add into everything and okay, some of other events. Another one? Yeah, another guy. So he had sort of had that little bit of a revival, you know, a year or two ago. Um, but again, yeah, you'd much prefer to be playing Hoygaard, Aberg, those guys than than the older guys. And for sure, I must admit though, I do love seeing Serge at the Ryder Cup. Oh, he's the all time points when I was in Put him out with Ram, and yeah, the 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 he's always good to watch. But um, yeah, it's he probably would have been fifty fifty to make the team, I reckon at best. And I think it probably would have been between him and Rose if you, if you had to think about the guys and what they're going to use yeah. that person to do. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, next man off, probably the hottest man in golf, Victor Hovland. He's just been unbelievable. Unreal. Look at this. The big, people go and see you. The biggest smile just came over your face thinking about Victor Hovland. Mate, how can you not love that guy? He's very funny. Tell me someone that doesn't like Hovland, honestly. No, he's no. a legend. He's an absolute legend. And like you say, he's right up there. Yeah. The hottest guy in golf just now. Yeah. Um, coming off FedEx win to a championship. Unbelievable, mate. Absolutely unbelievable. unbelievable. So this is why I'm feeling quietly confident. Because yeah. don't get me wrong, the US team's stacked it always is. But I think we have got some of the best golfers we've had in this European team for a long time. Yeah. Like with uh Ovland, Ram, Rory, like just you look yep. at those three spearheading the team. Yeah. So I Victor, what can you say about the man? <laughs> what a move he's got. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to watch him this year. I am too. I, yeah, I feel like um, trying to think who is a possible pairing for him. I don't know. I, mean, I did write a few down. I mean, I had um, I had Hovland playing with Aberg. So when I had a really, really, really quick look at it, and I just wrote Shut down if the I had Scandies together. Yeah, that's it. I'm trying to figure out a way to to mix and match. So I saw. I thought Rory might play with Hoygaard as like a two guys that that can sort of fit well together, but also old head, young head. Mm-hmm. Ram and Sepp Straka, I think those two get along um, Europe, U, uh, US tour week in, week out. I'm just guessing they might yeah, fit. Yeah, good thinking, yeah. Um, Fitzy and Rose, um, not because of any other, not, not that I think Fitzy needs an old head with him, but I just thought they were a good fit, the English English lads, Hovland and Aberg. Hatton, I put with Lowry, um, but again, you could mix they up. Played together, you know, they played together, they played together, Whistling straights to do that. Hatton yeah. and Lowry. I'm oh, sure. I'll tell you. I'm sure they were paired together. 
He... I remember Lowry hold a putt on 18 to win a match and went. They did. Nut. They won one up against Finnell in English. Yeah, Lowry hold that putt on 18. It's yep. brilliant. Um, so yeah, yeah, there you go. And then the you've, other one was... You've put um, them together not knowing that they've already had previous. Yeah, and Fleetwood and McIntyre. But again, it's... All those guys are yeah. mix and match. There's no there's no wrong answer. And they'll mix them up each, obviously each day as well. Yeah. Um. So we're happy with Victor. Shane Lowry we'll, we'll go to have a quick chat about. So Shane was probably one that I think most people were like, oh, you know, do we really need him? But again, he's, he's world class. World class. And I think people, yeah, I know people kind of, like you say, they armed and hard a little bit about yeah. Lowry getting a spot in the team. But who else do you take? And I'll show you a good argument yeah. to keep Lowry in the team over that person. Ah, you know, the, like you say, another old head, you can't just throw in, you can't just throw him a wrong in there because then correct, it's correct. going to be completely kind of lopsided. Um, and that's, so that's, just, that's the argument. And these guys, I, I think that the Ryder Cup a lot of the time, which is why I just briefly go to the US team, like JT getting a pick. Yeah. No way JTs should be picked for that team going on current form. But uh-huh. I think the Ryder, but the Ryder Cup, it's almost like a, it's like a local derby in the football. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the form of the team is that weekend. It's just different. It's just a different beast. Yeah, and that's why I think Lowry, even if his golf isn't the best heading in, a lot of the times you see that, and these guys pull pull something from nowhere because, like you say, the guys are what he's a major winner for goodness sake. The guy's a world class golfer. Yeah, and. So all he needs is a wee G up, tiny yeah. bit of confidence, and just and he's gone. And I'm pretty so sure he played okay the other week. I think he played okay the last maybe one or two starts on the on the DP World Tour. So look, I think exactly you made the exact point, right? At the end of the day, the only person that's taking his spot is Moronk, and you can't have that many debutants coming in. You needed someone else. This guy plays against the guys you're going up against every single week. He's not going to get to the first tee and think. I'm in a Ryder Cup and I'm nervous because I'm playing against Scotty Sheffield. He doesn't care. He plays against a nah. bloke every week. He, he, you have to take him. One hundred percent. And like I say, with Lowry, all he needs is just get off to a get off to a good start. And like I say, don't get me wrong, form helps heading into something like this. Yeah. But I genuinely think that form goes out the window in these types of events because yep. they get that extra adrenaline boost. Every shot means more, and you just ride you just ride the wave, don't you? Yes, definitely. Um, this bloke you might have heard of, Scottish Open winner this year, Rory McIlroy. That was like a half a smile that you'd give um, <laughs> Victor. Mate, I, I'm telling you, Rory, I think Rory is the hardest guy in golf to cheer for. Really? Oh, <laughs> I love him. I hate him. I'm disappointed in him. <laughs> oh, honestly, man, do you know why? Because I, I just watch Rory and I just think, how do you not win every week yeah. that golf yeah. swing? Yeah. You know? Um, oh, he frustrates me so much. And then, especially when it comes time, there's a lot of pressure on the guy's shoulders. Like, yeah. make no mistake, you go to an open championship or something, and 90% of the crowd, the crowds around Rory are just bananas. It's been nothing since, like, since Tiger, obviously. I know. Um, it, and I just think when you think that Brooks has got more majors than Rory, yeah. the mind boggles. It does, but we I mean, we hold Rory to a very different standard because we know how good he can be. 
but I'm just looking at his career victory. So he's had four majors. He's won 24 times on the PGA Tour, 16 more times internationally, and then they've got two more wins down there for other, which is Shanghai Masters and the Australian Open. Um, 28 matches at the Ryder Cup for a 12-12-4 record. He's been here six times. Um, God, it's a, it's a reasonable back catalogue. It's unbelievable, but you see he's, he's won four majors. He hasn't won one in 10 years. No, I know. I know. Nine years, nine years. Was it 2014 the Open? You know, so it's like I say, that's where it gets frustrating with Rory because, let's face it, everyone loves Rory McIlroy, man. The guy's just phenomenal to watch. Yeah, there's not he's the he's the one golfer that, like, you pay your money and you're like, yeah, that's the guy you're paying your money to see to watch watch that golf swing and it's just poetry in motion. Yeah, that's what I mean. That just frustrates me sometimes when. Maybe there's too much pressure on him, but there's just been too many times down the line where I've been like, come on, Rory. Even the Open last year at St. Andrews, he was in with yeah. a great shout of winning. The Masters and what was the one that Reed won? 2019, 2020, maybe? Uh, yeah. 2021. 2021. Some of that. Yeah. Um, but Rory was right in the mix going into the final round. Yeah. Reed and kind of didn't do anything. And, and then sometimes with Rory as well, if he's further down the pack, you know that he's capable of shooting a 30 on the back nine. Yes. So, there's just oh. so... He's he's such... Oh, it's just emotional being a, fan, a Rory fan, I think. It is. But um, Ryder Cup, I think he'd got a disappointing Ryder Cup last year. So, um, hoping that this year, home, home crowd, he's obviously one of the leaders of the team this year. So... Hoping that Rory provides some big moments this year, man. Yeah, last year, oh sorry, last last Ryder Cup, whistling straights. Uh, in the Friday morning, he went down five and three, playing with Poulter against Cant- Cantlay and Shoffley. Uh, lost in the afternoon, playing with Lowry to Finau and English, four and three, and that's not close. Then he lost on Saturday, five and three, playing with four Poulter, and three. Yeah. four and three. No, that's DJ and Morikawa, and then Sunday singles he won beat, beat yep. Xander because I remember I remember clearly, um, you just knew right. Roy was not going to go through without a win, and I think all all the odds makers had him losing to to Shoffley. Yeah, and I was like, no, nah, that's the safest bet you're going to see in your life is Rory's going to win that singles match because he's copped it all week, uh, and he's going to win that, and he did. Yeah, yeah. So I think. Like you say, that was obviously disappointing for Rory, and like you know, I remember him getting quite emotional mm. after last year, knowing because it's only every two years. It's it must be so disappointing to not bring your game that weekend. So I yeah. think he was going to be an extra bit of grit between his teeth heading into this year's Ryder Cup, yeah, for sure. And like yeah. I say, he's he's our guy, man. It doesn't it doesn't matter where he is on the world rankings. It doesn't matter if he's behind Ram, if he's uh, behind Hovland or whatever that doesn't matter. Rory's our guy. Yeah. You know, and everyone looks to him for answers. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's going to be, he's the captain at the end of the day. I mean, he's not the captain captain, but he's, he's yeah, I know what you mean. He yeah. is. He is for sure. So, um, yeah, but like I say, watching Rory at a Ryder Cup, it just doesn't get any better. No, I'm, I'll be looking forward to some very late nights this weekend. The other guy that goes okay, John Rahm. John Rahm is man. just, God, when he's on, he's 
like I have the longest golf swing in the world and he has the shortest. <laughs> I don't know how that works because he hits it a million miles longer than I do. It but blows, he's unbelievable. It blows my melon watching that guy swing a golf club and it looks like he's about to hit a chip shot and then he hits it 320. I remember standing at the Masters in 2019 and I first person I got to see hit on 18 was Ram. And I'm looking at it going, geez, he's really tight. Like I'd be, cons- I-, I would clip a tree guaranteed. He just tees it up and hits it. And he don't, not only hits it dead straight, this ball, the flight on it, I was just shaking my head, laughing, going, that's impossible. Like, it was sky high. It was the highest ball. It was hit it as high as you hit a pitching wedge twice as high with a driver. It was ridiculous. Um, his putter's yeah. been a bit cold, but other than that, he's just he's still easily one of the best players in the world. I mean, that's sorry, just quickly um go back to Rory. That's another thing as well. He's putting if he gets his putter yeah. working, then yeah. I think we all know, yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. yeah, Ram, but Ram, can you imagine you step onto a tee box and you're going match play with big John Ram? He's intimidating. Mate, you'd absolutely shite yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he's a man mountain. He's a big and he's boy. Get, and he's got the anger to match. Yeah. So I think like this, yeah, Ram's Ram's a safe bet. I'd, I'd like go as far as to say that Ram would arguably be the strongest guy in the team and yeah. who you'd put your money on. Because like I say, the thought of coming up against, he'd be, if I was in the US team, and there was one guy I'd be thinking, please don't pair me against yeah. him. It would no. be big, big Rambo. Because he's a big bulldog he, too. He wants oh, to hurt. He wants to hurt you. He exactly. wants to win. He'd yeah. eat you for breakfast. And yeah. I feel like if you did beat him, he'd take you in the back and give you a wee dig. <laughs> he would. <laughs> so, um, yeah, nah. Excited for Ram. And like I say, that's again, Mike. Why I'm excited about this team. When you look at that top, yeah. that top line of your kind of. Ram there's, Rory Hovland. Yes, there's talent. That's there's the form, cream, cream, cream. Oh, that's well, formidable. Well, Ram's world ranking number three. This is out of the um the Ryder Cup media guide. If they might have changed slightly, Rory number two, and Hovland number four. So Sheffield's number one, and then you I got mean, two, three, go, four. Yeah, that that's great. Take that. I mean, day. again, I think that stuff goes out the window at a Ryder Cup, but yeah. like. That is, it's a good wee confidence booster heading into it. Oh, definitely, 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 definitely. Let, let's put it this way: I'd rather have Ram on my team than on the other team. Oh yeah, definitely. Like if he was in the US team, I'd be like, oh bloody! Like this year heading in, I'm definitely going. Oh, Scotty Scheffler, like yeah. Hope his putter stays cold. Ah, uh, you're a bit, you're a bit scared there. Oh, there's, um, no one's going to give him a putt. No one but, will give him a putt. Nah, he's a, he's unreal though, isn't he, Scheffler? So. He's the guy on the US team that you're really looking at and thinking yeah, concerning squeaky bum time. Yeah. With a big man. But I think equally Ram on our team. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. No, you got a few scare. I think I think if Victor catches fire, he's gonna be real scary. I do too. Yeah. It's such a it's such a momentum game, isn't it? The Ryder yeah. Cup. It's just yeah, so I think getting off to a hot start's what it's all about. I agree. Um the bloke I think might get partnered with him, and he's an also a big boy. Sepp Straker. Sepp Straker, I think I think he's a really good pick. I think he's had a good season. Um, yeah, I think he's done all the right things. And yeah, I, I was really happy to get him pick, see him get a pick. Do you know, I'm so embarrassed to say this. I had no idea Sepp Straker was European. Yes. I've been watching him on the PGA Tour for so long. Yeah. I had no idea the guy was European. 
I no, thought he was American. Yeah, because he's from University of Georgia. And yeah, see? that's all they want to talk about is George Bulldogs, um, like the 15 other guys that, that went there. Um, but yeah, played, um, born in Vienna, Austria, um, and lives in Alabama. <laughs> lives in Alabama and went to University of Georgia. So and he's picked up uh, Kevin Kisner's old caddy, Dwayne Bock. Dwayne Bock, um, when anyone's watching the Ryder Cup, small fact for you, if you think you've got big calves, Look at Dwayne Box calves. He's caddy. They are the biggest things. They're bigger than your thighs. It's ridiculous. Oh, he's a big boy. Um, he used to caddy for Kevin Kisner. So um, another Georgia Bulldog. Um, but no, he's a great pick. He's a, he's a really he's oh, he's, sure. he's he's not. He, I mean, he's a rookie. But Hoygaard and Aberg are rookie rookies. This guy's. He's, he's, he's been, a, a he's been around. Rookie. Stracker. Aye, he's been he's been around. And like I say, he was he was so impressive at the Open this year. Yes. Yeah. So impressive at the Open this year. So um, uh, he's 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 been great. I mean, he won the John Deere, but second at the Open, um, T seven at the PGA, and then he went finished second another event earlier in the year. So he's been right there, but he's got his win as well. So no, he's he he. I think he's going to have a good week as well. Again, he's not going to play every week, every event though. Nah, but I th- again, I think that's a a big imposing guy, in a match play event. Yeah. All these things come into it. You know, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that'll be a, that'll be an interesting one. But again, excited for it. Excited yeah. for it. I, I honestly wouldn't change anyone on the team. I've only year. got I've only got one player left, and I left him to the end on purpose. Yeah, that big man, <laughs> Bobby Bobby Mac. Bobby Mac. I mean, who was the last Scotsman we had in the Ryder Cup team? Monty. It would have been Monty, yeah. And we all know else. Monty. We all know Monty in the Ryder Cup. He was a different beast. He was unreal in the Ryder Cup, big Monty. Are you happy so, they picked him, Bobby? Oh, come on, of course. About a bit of Scottish representation. Yeah. All of that part would I have let out a collective cheer when Bob got picked. And he was so you just looked at you just looked at these clutch moments when yeah. you're looking at a Ryder Cup. And I know he missed out, obviously, but the Scottish Open. Yep. Blazing that drive up the left hand yeah. side, that three wood he hit, and then cannon the putt. It's one of the most incredible goal shots you'll ever see. So, on that performance alone, I think I actually think Bob Max been in the mix for a captain's pick for maybe the last one. I think he might have been a wee bit unlucky to miss out on the last one. Yeah, I feel so, like he was um, playing better last time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was like really playing a, really well on the European tour, yeah. but um. Yeah, for sure. This year, he he's um, won here as well. Obviously, as you as you said, yeah, he won the Italian the Open. Yeah, yeah, he won the Italian Open at that golf course, which is obviously a huge help. So, yeah. who's the, who's the three winners of the the last three Italian Opens? There, uh, it would be um, Baronk, Baronk, Bob uh, McIntyre, and Hoygaard. Hoygaard, yeah, I think so I'm pretty sure he was the third one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Bobby's Bobby clearly has this on his list of things to do this year was play Ryder Cup, right? So. Oh, he sure. wasn't stupid. He did it the right way. He went and played as much in Europe as he could to get his points up, and he made it automatic qualifier. Can't can't do anything about it. Well, he that's mon- the thing with Maronk. Yeah, can I say I should have been picked? I should have been picked. Yeah, maybe you should have just qualified. That, that that's the exact thing I was going to say. So you know? Bobby Mack is the one who's taken his spot more than Aberg, but because at the end of the day, yeah. Bobby Mack, if Bobby Mack doesn't qualify. He, he he probably doesn't get a captain's pick, Bobby McIntyre, because he hasn't been playing that great. Yeah. Ronk probably gets in, but well, Bobby did sure. that, did the hard yards. He went and played all the event. I mean, he's gone and played this year, 
He's played the likes of. I'll reel off some of the big events he played at. Singapore Classic, Thailand Classic, Hero Indian Open, Magical Kenya Open, Korean Championship. Um, yeah, so he played that that stretch in the middle of the year where he's got his points right up to do to do what he wanted to do, and he did it. And and the and probably the best thing in his favour is the last couple of weeks, a little bit like Lowry, you're seeing him find some form right at the right time. Yeah, well, I think the Scottish Open was huge for him. Like I say, oh, yeah. even though he just missed out after when Rory hit. Obviously, yeah. Rory was super clutch, finishing birdie birdie. But Bob Mack would have taken a lot from that. I think. Could you imagine the pressure on Bobby Mack in the Scottish Open with I that know. amazing final round, and still having the nails to 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 get to where he did? And he got pipped, but that that took that took a lot of intestinal fortitude to do that to get that done. There's one Open you want to win outside of the Open. It's your national Open, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. I'd so, win. It. I'd win. It. I'd win like my local club championship. I'd take. But the local nine holer, I'd take anything. <laughs> Only if they take the flag out, though. <laughs> That's, I, I, I would. They'd be like, well, "This, no, you're not allowed to take the flag, Mike." I'm like, "I just won. I'm taking the flag." With me. Um, now you've got one. We've got a thing that we do each week, and and what it is is it's called Mike versus the mug. And basically, what we do is we have a bet, and I give money right. to charity. You don't need to do anything, right? So effectively, what I want you to do is pick one European player. And I'll and then I'll pick after you. If your player scores more points than mine, I'll donate fifty dollars to charity, whichever charity you want. Are you picking a European as well? Yeah, we're both picking one each. All right, let's. Uh... You can have anyone you like. Ramble. Okay. The big man. You're gonna take the. No, you're gonna take, take, take the intimidator. I'm gonna take the bloke with the very the similar, the really similar head of mine. I'm gonna take Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> Tommy. Tommy Fleetwood. I think I'm he's, happy, I think he's I'm a pretty happy big with bloke. that. I'm happy with that bet. Yeah, yeah. So now, if you've got a charity you want me to send it to, you just flick me a note and say this is who the fifty bucks has to go to. Um, if you don't have one, it's fine. Normally, each week, if I lose, I, I donate to Lifeline. Um. And I think at the moment, I think this is this is episode eleven. I've probably had to donate four times. I think. Have you really? Yeah. All right. Well, if you if it goes the other way, I'll donate. On my no, no, you don't have to. Do you that. Let me know. I don't care. I'm doing. Okay. All right. I'm in. I'm all. You're, you're, you're confident. You're confident with Big nah. John. On here, I'll, mate. I've said that I'll donate. Yeah, charity so, your choice. So you've got Ram. I've got yep. Fleetwood, and in the other one. Uh, DB's got Patrick Cantlay and I've got Xander Shoffley. So they'll probably be partnered up a lot. So we don't know how that's going to go. That's yeah. the other thing. If Ram plays with Fleetwood the whole way through, it's going to come down to the singles. Yeah. So of it's course. going to be very, we just don't know what's going to happen yet. So we'll find out later. Ram's, Ram's not losing a singles match. Come on. I'll take Ram over I, anyone. In I just had a match. look at his singles matches and I think he beat Tiger, John Ram. He did, he did beat Tiger and he France. Yes, I he did. think that may have been his first Ryder Cup as well. Yeah, he beat beat Tiger in France. Yep. Uh, as I said at the beginning, I uh, will flick out an email this week for everyone on the on the uh, list. It'll run down all of the data that we've gone through the last two weeks, as long as anything else that I've got there that I can share. If you are listening and aren't on the email list and you want to get on there, uh, three part podcast at gmail.com or one word. Um, or just follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stu, any anything else you need to add? Is there any couples or 
pairings that we've missed that you think might be up there or, or you think we've pretty much got it down pat? Or who are you, who, actually, here's a question for you. Who are you most concerned about on the European and the US team? Yeah, it has to be Sheffler. Sheffler? It has yeah. to be Sheffler, I think, yeah. I love yeah. Uh, another guy I love watching. You know, yeah. you get certain guys when you watch the golf and they just grab your attention. You just yeah. love watching them play the game. I yeah. love uh, watching Xander play. Yep. No, he's, really, he's nails as well. I really love watching Xander play. So, um, but yeah, if there's one guy on the US team, it has to be Scheffler. Yep. He's going to be Brooks, concerning. And Brooks. And yep. honestly, I'm actually delighted that Bryson never got a pick. Yeah. Oh, that. that... I don't think he would ever have been picked. I think I'm a, probably a bit surprised that they didn't give more of a look to DJ. But um, yeah, good form can play with anybody. Clearly, doesn't get phased by anything. He um, doesn't. The guy's literally horizontal. Yeah. Is that laid back? Just just relaxing. Um, I'm a bit surprised I didn't at least have a look at him, especially if DJ if um JT was going to be last minute throw in. But no, I think um. I think they got the right teams. I think both teams are good, and I think if you rewind twelve months ago, everyone would have said US walk over here. This is all over. But I think now everyone's a little bit like, eh, not sure. It's going to be close again. It's on paper. You're, there's a good chance that you're taking the US, um, but yeah, I feel good about this European team. I could come back to kind of eat my words, but if it was in if it was in the US, it's a different story. Yeah. Um, but that we like home court advantage, I think it could maybe be the difference this week. And yeah. like I said, depending how our kind of big three play as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And kind of take the team along with them. But yeah, like that US team stacked as well. The only the real winner here is golf fans. Let's be honest. Yeah. Except Australian golf fans who've got to get up in the middle of the night. Everyone else is going to yeah. enjoy it. Enjoy <laughs> it thoroughly. <laughs> Yeah, just as long as the Aussies are going for Europe, though, we'll be happy. That's it. Mate, thank you again. I hope you get to enjoy a few pizzas and Peronis before you get on the plane. Um, enjoy the Dunhill. It's it, it's uh, very I'm much, I'll be, I'll be looking in the crowd to see you running around taking some photos. I'm going for pizza tonight. Pizza and Peroni tonight. Funny you say that. Where are you going? Pizza, just realize the time. Pizza Ticker? Is that what it was? was that no, but it is, uh, yeah, it's a good one, but um, it's actually the guys that own that. I'm going to another one. That, they that was good. Close at home. It's a good that, spot, man. It's a good spot. That's Mac- McLaren Vale. Yeah. Yeah. You sent me there when we were in Adelaide. We went down there, and we sent my brother-in-law down there as well, and sister-in-law. They loved it as well. It's, it's great, nice. especially on a summer's day. Yes, Just it was jamming. The party there, yeah. Yeah. Good glasses of wine, some spritz, and some pizza. Um, I've got to stay yeah. awake tonight, but then when I go to sleep, I have to sleep. So to try and sleep through, I might have a glass of wine tonight and and, and put myself to sleep. Knock yourself out. That's it, mate. Good thanks man. very much for your help. Thanks really for having me on, time. Mike. That was fun. That's got me even more excited for the Ryder Cup now. I love it. I'll, I'll be, well, we'll all be cheering for Europe. I told DB from Tour Junkies last week, all Aussies will all be cheering for Europe. Simple as that. And and my name ends in a vowel, so I'll, I'll definitely be cheering for Europe. Oh, you, you don't have a choice. No, nah, I'm in. I'm glad that you speak for all Australians as well. I have no it. idea. No, nah, no idea. <laughs> Good on Good. you, Mike. Thanks, Thanks for having mate. me, man. That was fun. Cheers. Uh,